All right, all right, all right. Here we go. We're live again. We're always live. Always live on this side of town. So, <clears throat> yeah, give me a second. Been a long night, long day. Hasn't been that long of a night. Just me farting around, writing more scripts, doing more things. Um, proving the show to the best of my ability. You know, I'm always looking for ways, making more adjustments where I see the adjustments that are needed. I do review my shows to make sure I'm doing better and better and just getting a message across. The point is, the reason I do the shows is to, to give a message. You know, and video is a good medium. You get to get a little more personal, get to see the tone, get to see the body language behind the person. And it's a, it's a good feeling. So it helps to see the person uh Who's talking? And you know, not everybody likes podcasts. Now, I put these videos, I, I take the audio from these videos and put them on my anchor.fm, as you can see, right there. So, um, that's my channel, of course, for Anchor FM. Feel free to join anytime and take a look at some of the interesting. Uh, it's basically this. So, basically, every clip you see on the Anchor FM channel, by the way, is basically just me from these videos that I do, all these live videos, strip the audio, take my audio and put it out there, put it out there on Anchor FM. So, <laughs> um, but outside of it though, um, I enjoy having my voice heard and it's important to have your voice heard. There's a lot of, and I want to keep this to the subject on this because you need to know one thing. I'm not going to, I just want to let you know that I do this because I want my voice to be heard, not just because I want my voice to be heard because I have a real message. And this video, I think, is one of my most important videos that I want to talk about. I wouldn't say it's spiritual or anything. It's not very spiritual. It's all about assets. And I believe assets in a weird way can almost be kind of spiritual, even in erotic, in an erotic way. Just kidding on that one. But anyway, this is why you should make stocks your primary asset, all right? So I have plenty of reasons to be all in on stocks. And the main one is that you have to, you, you, have, you can ensure, you can ensure your position with put options. If your position is an extremely large one and could potentially fail due to market volatility, you need put options, right? <clears throat> um, but the thing is, the reason I talk about owning stocks and owning assets, um, I still think you should own good companies. Um, I still don't think you should risk everything on questionable companies. Um, I've, I've talked to my friends about this, you know, and and I'm glad they don't agree with me on it sometimes. Sometimes I take a risk. And my buddy Nathan's one I like to use an example. And I think he's probably going to be right on one of the companies, the Sensionics. Um, I still like to tell him, though, get your put options, man. Get your shit together. Protect your ass. So hopefully he... I, I've just been telling him it so many times. I'm just hoping he'll get so annoyed by me that he'll actually protect his ass. Um, maybe. I don't know. Borderlines harassment. Let's see here. Okay, so my main focus on this episode is to talk about just just in general, stocks are your best asset. I mean, look, 
you can say real estate's your best asset, blah, 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 but stocks are so easy to get into, man. And you get to own a part of a company. Now, look, is it risky? Is it a risky business? You bet your ass it's risky. <clears throat> but real estate is also just as risky. You know, and people don't always think about that, but real estate is risky in a weird way. So I, I say if I'm going to do anything, I'm getting into the stock market. But because I play the stock market in a weird way, I protect my upside and my downside. I mean, my upside is protected. Well, my, I should say my downside is protected. Um, so it just depends on how you play. But look, I say get into stocks. There's no real bad time to be in the market. Um, sure, a market crash could happen. You'd have to wait for a while to get the return back on the asset you got, but you don't want to sell because of the market crash. In fact, you want to buy more. That's just the way it works. If a market if a market crash happened five days in a row, right? Really bad. We're talking about really shitty. I would buy the Vanguard S&P 500 every day. <coughs> every day during the crash. <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> Vanguard S&P 500, that is like the creme de la creme. You got 500 great companies. And it's going on sale. <laughs> yes, please. It's just incredible. However, I will admit lately I've noticed the um, S&P 500 index funds are extremely overvalued. And if I want, I, I am kind of curious to check at the overvalued nature. Last time I actually took check was like about a week and a half, two weeks ago, it feels like. And I noticed it's like a 40 PE ratio, which is 40 price over earnings. And uh, that's huge. That means it's pretty overvalued. So let's look at the VOO real quick. <coughs> <sighs> okay. So. Holy shit. S&P 500 is 380, uh, the Vanguard S&P 500 ETF is $389 per share. By the way, you can play with fractional shares. You can get 10% of a share every day that it dips, so consider that possibility. Um, yes, look at this. This is incredible. So uh, Vanguard, um, okay, the price over earnings is actually 375 but that's still a high P.E. ratio. You don't want to ever get it all the way close to 40. I still think that's way too high. Eventually, it'll meet that. It'll meet the price over earnings properly. But it's just too high. Price when a P.E. ratio, man, it's got to be it's got to be lower. But also when it is high, this is um, it's usually a sign that people believe the market's going to grow. Or it could be overvalued. And there's a couple ways it could be. There's a few data points you need to look at to figure out if the market's overvalued. Well, first off, our debt to GDP ratio, 140%. I mentioned that in a couple videos before. Keep this in mind. This is huge. It's a sign the market is first off, and there's a lot of people, new investors pumping it up. So you do the math. You don't have to be a mathematician to come to the conclusion the market is overvalued. It's going to take a while to meet the valuations that are proposed, which means the entire S&P 500 is overvalued based on the 500 companies that are in there. Their combined earnings potential is not enough. And in fact, I think there's a lot of flub. There's a lot of bullshit companies in the S&P 500 people don't talk about. I don't know all of them. I just know that there can't be 500 great fucking companies. Now, look, 
Is it average out over time? Yes, it does. And I think you're you're safe to get in an S&P 500 index because I do think diversification is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, Warren Buffett's kind of changed his mind about diversification. I think it's great to own several stocks, at least several great ones. And the S&P 500 index funds are, have always been pretty solid. You know, they have great returns, but the returns are a little high right now. And there's a lot of, um, and the valuations are pretty high. So, so if you get in, expect these, if you get in right now, expect the market value of these ETFs to dip drastically, potentially, and it may not even happen. You don't know what's going to happen. Markets sometimes can be unpredictable. You'll see all the signs. You'll think you're right. Think it should crash today. Doesn't crash at all. And uh, something to consider. So I don't try to predict the markets. And I think this is important. I try to tell people, don't try to be Miss Cleo. Rest in peace, Miss Cleo. Um, don't try to predict these things. Because if you, if you try to predict where a market is going, you're foolish. It's a foolish, it's a foolish way to play the game. And... Um, Markets are just so volatile. I just don't get it. So that's why I played both sides of the market. I always say that I play both sides in the market in every video, but I got to stop that. People are tired of hearing my volatility plays. I'll do more of the art of volatility. I'll do like a part two one of these times. So that way I can get, I can get all the volatility gossip off my chest. <coughs> but for now, I just say, look, if you don't, you don't have to do the advanced investing stuff that I do. In fact, I still don't even think what I do is really all that advanced. It's very simple, but you can still buy fraction, use fractional shares to buy partial amounts of the S&P 500, continue to buy on the dip, and just see what happens and gather yourself a position. Or, or, or better yet, you could buy a position right now, just one whole share, right? Just one whole share so you don't miss out on any tremendous gains. And if it dips... By 10% or 20% of another share, if it dips again by 20% more, just by 20% more. So example, you got one share, S&P 500 drops. Um, you're going to buy 20%, right? So we're going to buy 0.2 of a share. It's 20% of a share. And then next day it dips drastically again. So what are you going to do? Buy 0.2 of the S&P 500 index fun share. That means you'll have a grand total after those two days of 1.4 of those shares. Fractional shares does give you a little bit of an advantage that people don't always talk about. Um, <clears throat> you could say it's foolish. I don't necessarily blame anybody for thinking um, the way I play the game is a little bit the way I play fractional shares a little foolish. I think it's smart to be honest, because putting all your money in at one time, you don't you have to account for market volatility. That's just all there is to it. If you're not accounting for market volatility, you're being irresponsible. If you don't think if you don't think that something that goes up constantly is gonna fall eventually, markets are bipolar, man. It's it's not this. I mean, over time it's this. If you look at the long scale of things, it is this. It's a 45 degree incline. But if you look at the timeline and squeeze it down a bit, you could take advantage of the ups and the downs and the ups. It's actually more like this. 
you look at it at a smaller scale, it's crazy. It's crazy. It looks like this. Ugh, 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 ugh. That's what it looks like in a smaller timeline scale. A week, even a month, it can look like this. Three months, it can look like this. But as you expand the timeline, you look at the timeline, you'll see instead of it being like this, instead of it being like this, ugh, ugh, it's more like this. It goes up. It's, it's a growth over time. And um, that's why I tell people, the longer you play in the markets, at least with really good companies and, and S&P 500 index, you're going to see the 45 degree incline. And um, it's important. So don't discount the 45 degree incline. Anyway. I don't really know if I have much else to say. I'm trying to think if there's anything else uh, I need to talk about with you guys, but I think we've pretty much covered. Um, I want to say we've covered just about everything, uh, honestly. Um, if there's anything I forgot to cover, let me check the chat logs. I didn't check the people, if anybody's chatting in. No, nobody's chatting in, but if anybody wants to chat in, if you're viewing and you want to chat in, please, for the love of God, chat in, man. Um, I'm trying to get more people in on these uh, these videos. I'm going to cut it short here in a few moments. So if you want to get any of your chats in, if you're watching live right now, I'm just trying to see if I can talk about any additional points I wanted to kind of bring up. But but really, um, don't save money. Gather stock. Gather an S&P 500 index because at least you get to own partial amounts of 500 total companies. That's better than owning dollars. I would rather own assets that give me dollars, to be honest. You get a dividend, by the way, with an S&P 500 index. Seriously. Take advantage of this. And nobody takes advantage of this. You get paid. You get a payment. And the dividend increases over time. So this is another thing to consider that nobody ever thinks about. <laughs> you got to think further along in the future. You can still make quick money using volatility using certain practices of volatility, but oh but hey, this has been a fun episode. I I love doing these shows. I love being present and uh being able to help you all. Um and I hope I've been educational. Just continue to invest. Continue to be intelligent. It's better to own just remember it's better to it's better to save assets than save money. So try to gather money producing assets like stocks, real estate Gold is questionable. We still want commodities because gold is still more valuable than a dollar. I'd rather, I'd rather own three hundred dollars worth of gold than three hundred dollars. So that's the way it works. Um, what's another thing? Oh, and also own your own business. Uh, business is an asset. Any business you own personally is an asset. My eBay business is an asset. Uh, personal education—that's an asset. Um, books, at, an asset. To, to, a positive ROI, return on investment. Anything with a positive return on investment, your personal education, business, uh, your investments, uh, your just standard investments, your stocks, your bonds, your blah, blah, blah. It's, it's all there. So take advantage of what you got. Um, better, to, better to hold assets than to hold cash. I'll tell you that right now. So, Although I will admit, hold cash for when you see buying opportunities in the markets. Because if there is a crash, you're going to want to try to take advantage of the buying opportunities. It's gonna, they're going to be everywhere. These buying opportunities are not, they're not going away. So anyway, 
<clears throat> thank you guys for taking the time to view this uh, episode. Do me a favor. Um, if you like the video, press the like button. If you fucking hate it, you really fucking hate it, press the dislike button. I want honest answers, honest views, and honest comments. You don't have to kiss my ass. You don't have to subscribe. Only subscribe if you want to. I just want... I, I'm very selective about my audience. I'm okay with losing a subscriber. That's another thing about me. I'm always okay with losing subscribers. I don't placate to my audience. I don't kiss ass. It's one of the things that I... That it's one of my best qualities. Is I'm, tr I'm a truth seeker, not a subscriber seeker. I don't really care if you subscribe. I just want, I want your attention, obviously, but I also want to see, to get your attention, but give you the truth. And I'll always give the truth. I am the ultimate truth seeker and I'll always find it. Try to find a way to find it at least. Anyway, later guys. Love you.